everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Too Old to Die Young, Volume 5, The Fool. So full spoilers for the episode, as always. Uh, this one was hyped up for us quite a bit. There was uh, at least a few people saying, oh, episode 5, can't wait to get to episode 5. And it followed Martin, and only Martin, as yep. he pursued the two brothers uh, who were making rape films in Albuquerque. And the opening scene, uh, very uncomfortable. Um, Goes on longer than you think it's going to, doesn't it? It does. It's a very awkward, silent... Well, I mean, it's not silent, but it, like, there's a lot of silence between the... you know. I mean, it's which is not unusual for the show, but... But even more so because there is a lot of actually you know, uncertainty from the character and thinking about his responses. Yeah, because we have uh, you know, these... Bro- well, one of the brothers is there uh, sitting next to a camera. There's some random dudes behind him just kind of leaning against the wall, uh, very kind of intimidating. And there's this young guy who's 18, just turned 18, shows his ID to prove that fact. And he's a virgin and he is he's ready to, to do this. And so he, he's clearly understanding that he's there for a sexual film of some kind. He's not like completely out of the blue. But the way that um, the brother talks to him, let me just get his specific name. Stevie is this brother. Um, the way he keeps let me just click on his face, I want to actually make sure it's him before I, I keep saying the wrong name all episode no, it's him, look at him right, so he, he's asking him all these questions he's asking him, okay, so if you ever suck cocks, when did you suck cocks you know, was it your dad's cock, was it, you know, it's all these really sort of provocative and dark yeah, questions, the kid's just like, no, just a friend yeah, and it, it's, it's very uncomfortable and it, I mean, it gets more so at the end when they kind of force him to sign a contract and then force him to take a pill, and you know, without reading the contract at all. Yeah, because yeah. like just saying it, and he's very you know, the guy who's brought over like the sort of the henchman dude. He's like very intimidating, and it's, he's like it's so, kind of weird to have that part on camera as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they can edit it. <laughs> I mean, they could, <laughs> but the, the the footage exists. Yeah. Um, but like it's, it's it's a very long drawn out scene of 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 the silences between the responses and the like the the awkward like shuffling and you know clicking of the mouth as he's trying to think of his answers. Uh, he's very nervous. You f- you feel that they're being predatorial here, even even though he he has an extent of understanding to, why he's to there. To a point, he's there willingly. Yeah, uh, but he's clearly being coerced and manipulated to to do f- go further than what he's supposed yes, to be. Absolutely. Um, and you know. After he's signed the contract and he's 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 taking the pill, uh, Stevie gets up and as he's leaving, because it's been it's been basically just been cut between the same two shots the whole scene. Is there's like one sort of shot of the guy kid in the couch, and then there's one shot sort of looking at Stevie next to the camera, and it's you know it's, they're both kind of static wide shots. So it's a very it's very stark. It's a very starkly cut back and forth scene. Yeah. Uh, and as he's walking out the room, he just turns to the you know three or four guys and says, "All right, rape him," and that's when the title comes up. And the kid starts to kind of get scared and struggle a little bit, but we, we follow Stevie out and we don't see any more yeah. of it. On the titles coming up. Yeah. What the hell, Amazon? Um, It offered me to skip the intro. You know how, like, Netflix does. Oh, it's done that for me for every episode. On this. Oh, it hasn't done it on the other episodes. I'm like, why on this show when the intro is just, you know, letters over the, the scene? Yeah, no, it's stupid. Scene, yeah. No, it's, it's done that literally for every episode for me. Maybe not episode one because it was the first one. They may not have programmed it in for that, but... um, like, What the hell? Last few times it definitely came up saying, well, do I skip? I can understand it on shows when it is just, okay, here's, you know, 50 seconds, cut away and come back, right? Yeah. 
I understand why it's there for that. I used it myself. But why would you program it onto this where it's clearly, you know, still going on in the background? It's not like it's cutting away to something else. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I, I wouldn't do it either. But uh, I... I mean, I've done it on other shows, although there's certain shows that I never do it with. Um, you know, Stranger Things is about to come back, for example. I have never clicked skip intro on <laughs> Stranger Things. No, no. play me the music <laughs> every I'll time. I'll tell you what, I have, what I do skip on recently, you know, one of the ones we're covering recently mm. is what I skip every time. Swamp Thing. God, that's a boring minute. <laughs> Where's Dark on Netflix has a quite a good song, and I always let that play. Uh, 50-50 on Dark. Sometimes, it depends if I'm in the mood. Sometimes I just want to get to the episode. I always let it play. I don't know. It just yeah. it, it depends. Whereas when we watch, let's say, Mind Hunter, I, I, I after the first time, I, I can just skip this now every time. I don't need to see it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. Dark. I do like the dark song enough that sometimes I'll sit there and watch it, but other times I'm like, no, I just want to get on with it. Come on, go. Let's, let's be honest. It is mostly down to this music. Like, if I like the track, I'll let the track play out. If I, you know, the visuals can be nice, but like, yeah, the music. But but there is a how good is the music versus outweighing. How much I am in a rush to get the episode finished. Sometimes we're on quite a time crunch, and saving just a minute can help. <laughs> I have literally never considered that into my my thinking. <laughs> but oh, I have. When, when when we've you know some days when we've got like a couple of shows to watch, and I'm like, okay, I'm starting quite late. Right, skip intros. That's a couple of minutes saved. I mean, if I'm ahead of you, sure. But if, I mean, if I if I'm watch at the same time i'm not skipping the intro if i like it no obviously <laughs> there's no point <laughs> uh so that's our intro scene we see that martin's watching you know he's, he's outside in the car watching stevie leave and we there's a, there's a lot of scenes in this episode of uh of him just driving like on one of these you know desert roads and like following in pursuit and having some synth music playing and it's really simple but holy shit do i love it <laughs> i need this score I'm I sure, need it. I'm sure I know it's the, coming. The, the, there's a vinyl. It came out like the other day, and I'm. Oh, okay, go, go. I, I, I may be requesting it as a birthday present. I, I can get that. I can, I can certainly understand that. It's really good, and you know, there's actually a lot. Like I know this show has been full of scenes that have been very long, right? Very long, drawn out scenes. But I feel like this episode, especially, like the opening, like half of the episode is like four scenes. You know, he 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 follows yeah. Stevie to a very uh i was gonna say conservative church but that's not even doing it justice because it's uh it's a straight up neo-nazi church you know the guy's talking about swastikas and like let's not be ashamed of who we are brothers and you know things like that yeah yeah there's there's no hiding it they're not yeah. trying it, i mean not that we really needed any other reason for to want martin to kill these assholes but i mean this was like okay and it helps doesn't it yeah okay right they're neo-nazis on top of being you know violent rapists right okay so yeah. uh and he ends up at a bar with them, um, and they're he, he he's sitting alone uh, on the, the the actual you know the 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 bar itself, right? He's sitting up at the bar, and it's kind of a weird design where the the actual like sitting area is behind the bars because there's like a wall, but everyone can walk past it into the seating area. Yeah, I've been in I've been in bars like it. Yeah, it's not that weird, but you know, it's just in yeah, this particular less common yeah but in this case i'm, I'm from the from the perspective of blocking the scene it's kind of important because he's, there's this barrier it, it feels like it's a straight narrow bar like a traditional thing you'd see on yeah. tv and then oh there's actually more behind it hidden you might say yeah. but not not really that hidden it's like it's hidden but you can kind of get to it easily as soon, if you bother to look you could see it quite yeah. easily and it's the same with the church it's like like it's a church you wouldn't necessarily think the neo-nazis are in there but they're not exactly stopping you from getting in and just listening to them yeah so 
so you know he he has this exchange where you know the the other brother the younger brother um he and i'm just going to try and find the name i i'm just trying to get i think uh bill is the henchman dude um yeah rob rob's the uh the other brother okay so so rob's up at the bar and he's kind of flirting with the bartender a little bit and he gives he gives martin a couple of looks and it's kind of like he's almost eyeing him up thinking that he is attractive or whatever and he he asks him for his help carrying his drinks because he gets like you know seven shots and he can't carry them all yeah um, i was like hey no it's my job i'll do it and, and he's like oh i'm sure this guy doesn't mind yeah, and it's like he wants him to come around and like see her because he's, he's he goes back there with these other people, Stevie, and they've both got a girl on their arm, and there's this awkward exchange where Martin's kind of standing there after he's like dropped the drinks off, where he's like, "Oh, sorry," and leaves again, right? And then after the the bartender gives him a free drink, he he goes back in. You know, he waits a little bit, goes back in, and says, "Hey, I don't know anyone here. You know, I'm not from here. I'm sitting out there talking to myself." Which is bullshit because he talks to no one ever, <laughs> and and you know, Rob Rob was just sat next to him for presumably at least a little bit, and yeah. he's completely silent the entire time. Joe, 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 I love about uh, this is that he actually talks more in this scene probably with these two brothers than he has he has done in the last like two or three episodes because they keep talking to him and asking him questions, so he actually keeps answering them. It's, I mean, it's very slow paced still. It's still. Oh yeah, yeah, but he has to answer them. Words, yeah. words are definitively coming out of his mouth. And what's really interesting for me for this scene, obviously he sits down and uh, they make him buy him buy them a, a bottle of booze. But he sits down and they do a bit of small talk. You know, who are you? Why are you here? And it's almost like he's being very smart here by using some truth and and what he's saying. Where he, you know, he realizes the salesman answer that he gives is bullshit. So he's like, you know what? No, I'm not a salesman. I don't know why I said that. You know. And he gives this sob story about breaking up with his girlfriend and he's he's kind of, you know, just driving for driving's sake. And he's presenting himself as a bit of a drifter, which makes him the perfect candidate for, you know, the people that they, yeah. they prey on. But uh, the part that was most interesting for sure um, is when they start asking him about who his girlfriend is and why he can't go back. I think uh, it's, it's even before that because they start asking him about porn before that. Cause they do, well, they do ask him about porn before that, but I'm talking, the, the interesting part for me though is when he says, I can't go back because she's 16. And what's interesting there is that Janie, I mean, she's 17 now, but she was 16 when they started dating. Like, he's actually yeah. using some truth here that appeals yeah. to these two. It is, uh, that, that's what I was going to say, is, is bringing up the porn. You know, they're going off and he's like, oh yeah, no, I like this. You know, he's, he's you know, just going along with it when they show him stuff. Although, like, although no, Steve, Stevie's lady actually checks. She, she gives him a bit of a bit yeah. of a grope to yeah, check. Yeah, yeah they're like no you don't you don't give a shit about this and then they they're kind of losing interest in him so that's when he goes oh she's 16 and suddenly they're interested again he's like okay he, he's got them back yeah but it, it's the honesty it's just the honesty yeah. that's kind of in there that that makes it that makes it work and makes them believe it um which opens all sorts of, of doors morally for the character when he he knows he can use this t- t- for these individuals for them to kind of trust them almost yeah um but it doesn't change the fact that he has been doing it yeah it's real yeah exactly it's it's it's, it's very strange uh, but but and it does present this moral weird dilemma that for us i think as an audience and like okay he clearly understands what he's been doing 
but at the same time, he's still doing it. I mean, maybe he, when he gets back, he, maybe, maybe he'll change his ways. I, I, yeah, I don't no, know. The question is, what is it that makes him better than all these people he's going around killing, right? Mm. Because he is... Okay. I, I think it's safe to say he's better than the, the Nazi rape porn makers. Don't get me wrong. I think that's a fair, <laughs> fair statement, yeah. <laughs> there are degrees of how bad this can be. Um, <laughs> but the point is, He's clearly not necessarily likable. Um, yeah, yeah. He's, he's clearly got, got some darker sides to him, and yeah, you know, it's it's fascinating. I, and you know, the scene goes away. Uh, you know, the, the brother uh, Rob goes away with his uh, lady friend, and he's prepping her for a shoot or something. There's like an extended sequence of him just spraying her with water. Because uh, she's in her underwear at first, and then he eventually cuts her underwear off, and. Then afterwards, like we come back later after we cut back to the barn, he's putting makeup on her, and it's, it's a very essential, very dead silent scene. There's no, not a, there's almost no lines of dialogue the entire time. Mm. Um, it's very much, again, one of the themes of this. This always comes back to is is the treatment of women and and power, right? And this scene is very much he's in power, and she is this object that is being essentially polished for display. Oh, I think it's it's even more than that when he's showering her down. It's like the way you'd shower down like a horse after he'd been riding in the mud. You know, you just mm. spray at it. Oh, it's sure, kind of yeah, that, yeah. That same yeah. sort of treatment. Yeah, yeah, I see exactly what you said. Um, so it goes to this extended thing, and it cuts back to the bar, and they're playing pool, and Stevie actually just kind of flat says, hey, you doing anything tonight? He's like, No. <laughs> and he's like, do you want to shoot a scene? He's like, what do you mean? You know what so I mean. You know what we mean. Yeah, he's like, sure. <laughs> like, that's, that's my reenactment of the scene. It, it, equally as flat. <laughs> equally as flat, yeah. Um, do you know what I love about this? There's a little detail I love here. Where Martin's big thing throughout the entire show has been how he spits. He spits whenever he is questioning kind of the moment that he's in and i love that he doesn't spit all episode until right before he unleashes until yeah. right before it's, it's almost like he's becoming himself again it's almost like him spitting is a, is the superhero cape going on in a it weird way is, yeah. because he doesn't spit all episode he's undercover he's doing this part they take him back to their, their warehouse where they shoot stuff and stevie's like well we're going to have to see a cock and uh his, his lady friend like comes over kneels down starts you know undoing his belt and whatever and it's right before this it's right when he's been questioned here about seeing his cock and like get, getting photos and stuff where he starts spitting on the floor and i'm like is that a sign that he's about to go full full martin here yeah because you could just read it as i mean he was inside in a bar for you know the, the all of the previous scene mm. with with these even he maybe has a little bit of respect not to just spit in their <laughs> establishment, right? Yeah. But obviously, you know, it does play the other way, more so of, okay, no, stuff's, it's him again. Yeah. I think it plays that way. I think you can also argue that he's spitting in this place because he doesn't respect their place. He doesn't respect yeah. who they are. You can almost read it like that a little bit as well. But it's right as she's going for his dick that he just pulls it. And I love how the scene is like uncomfortably silent before this point again it's just all these silences be between the lines of dialogue and right when she's going for his dick 
the gun comes out and the music kicks in with a loud gunshot with a loud gunshot right through his head and the blood spurting everywhere it's great yeah and he kills her too and uh, obviously this is a loud gunshot his brother rob and the henchman dude with the curly hair has to have heard this right there has to be something going on here and martin looks around for a little while you know kind of st- you know stealthily and carefully you know with his gun and he eventually goes out because he sees like an exit door that they might have left through and he goes outside yeah. He gets in his car, and that's when Rob and the other guy come out with their guns, and they start shooting. And then we get what might be the first car chase scene I've ever seen in a movie or a TV show with an electric car. <laughs> yeah, because it's so because you know he's in this old Ford that kind of looks kind of the part of what you expect, right? Yeah, it's a little beat up, but you know it's 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 a car chase car. Yeah, and because uh, they're like, in a, like a Nissan Leaf. And the because the, I mean I, I didn't know what the, the make of the car was, but it well, ma- see, like the whole time, even before it got to the end, I was like, "This is so weird." Them just being in a Nissan. Well, see, earlier on there was a reference. He was talking to someone and he said, "Oh, I, I think it was the bartender." Said, "Oh, yeah, I saw you driving that weird fancy car," and he's like, "Oh, yeah, it's an electric." And yeah. you know they get in this electric car, and I noticed that in the car chase because there's a very long extended sequence before we get to the end of this chase where because they, they basically chase each other all night you know they go on the highway or the, the desert road and they're they're chasing all night while it's dark that's that's the thing it starts as a chase right you know you've yeah. got the, the tension the big you know adrenaline pumping music going and then it kind of relaxes you know it switches to the radio and it just becomes just a, an endurance thing it's it's not a chase anymore yeah and but you know there's a lot of a, a montage where they're driving through the night and the, the music's playing it's really good but even during that scene i started to notice the sound of the engine and i'm like I've never heard an engine like this before. Oh, it's because he's got an electric car. That's why. That's why it sounds different. You've not heard a lot of electric cars, have you? I've not heard a lot of them. I certainly not heard a lot of them driving fast like this in a chase scene. This weirdly quiet. <laughs> yeah, um, and every time it cut back to their car, I was like, "Oh, that's that's a weird sound." And I actually kind of liked it. I was like, "Oh, this is different." <laughs> it's just like this soft whirring rather than yeah. you know a growl like you get from a proper engine. Yeah, um, but hey, I'm all for saving the planet. Uh, yeah, more electric cars, sure, go for hey. it. Hey, there are some damn fast electric cars these days. Oh, okay. I mean, fast. No, but you know, typically that's you know, people are like, ah, eh, it's electric. Who you know, it can't perform, right? You know, well, is it, it, is what a lot of people think. But... It's funny because the joke in this scene almost is that they they never really catch up to him because it's an electric car, and. I did laugh because I'm like, well, I know that they have to be charged every day, and you've been driving all night, so presumably it's going to it's going to die at some point. And sure enough, yeah. we get this scene once once we're in daylight after they've been fighting over the radio, um, be- between Rob and the, the other dude. What did. was the song they settled on in the end? Oh, it was still night time. It was still night time. Well, it was still night. It was very early on. No, I know the song, and I actually cheered. I cheered when the song when I realized what song it was. I realized from like the first, and now I'm blanking on what the hell it was. I'm gonna have to find this out because it's gonna annoy the hell out of me. No, I know what it is. I'm gonna tell you in a second. Oh, go on then. But I'm just building up to it because I cheered when I realized what song it was. Do you know why, why? I cheered? Are you a particular fan of this song? Was it in something that, I, that I'm gonna hate? <laughs> You've got a grin on your face, <laughs> shitting grin on your face. <laughs> was it in a certain TV show? It was the favorite song. Of Angel and the head television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No. <laughs> <laughs> you please put me out in my resume and remind me what the hell the song was. Mandy. <laughs> That's it. Oh, Mandy. I mean, technically, before anyone corrects me, yes, the, the revelation that that was his favorite song was in his show Angel, but he came from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so I shortened the reference a bit. <laughs> 
But uh, I actually started laughing because I realized it was building up to the chorus, what song it was, and I started laughing. I'm like, oh, it just take you that long to know what the song was. They just handed me my reference. <laughs> they just handed it to me on a silver plow. <laughs> oh, so I did good. like the back and forth between them of like, you know, oh no, my song, my song. And then they, this comes on, they're both like, this will do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was really good. It was really good. So the Tesla, I don't te- wasn't a Tesla. The, it was what, Nissan. Nissan, yes. Well, whatever. I, I think of an electric car, I think Tesla, right? <laughs> I, I'm like I'm like a parent in the 90s who just thought every video games console was a Nintendo. They're all Teslas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a terrible person. I don't know cars. I can believe. I mean, see if we did like a test of like car lo- like manufacturer logos, I, I would get maybe half of them if you're lucky. Uh, really? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, the Nissan logo says Nissan. Oh, I didn't. Well, I didn't see it in this. I'm not saying the Nissan was one that I'd get wrong. Oh, well, you could see it on the car pretty clearly. I, I don't just, really notice them. For it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't notice them. I, you know, I, I know. I know what an Audi looks like. It has the four rings. I know yeah. Peugeot's the, you know, the line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, is it a lion? I, I don't know what the animal actually is meant to be. It's, 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 sort of it's a cat of some kind. I mean, I, I, yeah. I said lion. That, Anyway, so the t- so the, the car breaks down, uh, or I say breaks down, it just runs out of charge. It's not there's nothing wrong with it. It's just empty. <laughs> and uh, Bill, the henchman's like, "God damn it, we should have gone in the other car. Wouldn't happen in an American car." <laughs> and uh, but funnily enough, um, I-, I actually thought that uh, Martin's car, like his tire, blew out. Uh, I think it did actually, but he's still able to drive it backwards in a second because he yeah, rams into it. Yeah, it sounded him. like something blew. I don't know if it was a tire or the engine backfired or something. Because I, I like the implication, because I think at first you're thinking, oh, this is like Refn's got some sort of weird anti electric car like message that he's trying to like shove down our throats here. 10 seconds later, yeah, the, the other uh, car. The Ameri- which, you know, it's, it's a Ford. It's, that's a classic American thing, right? Yeah. That, okay, and then that one breaks down as well immediately. Yeah. Not, that, not that I think Refn would have a specific pro American car bias because he's. He's, he's not American, no, but no, of course. But just the idea, yeah. you know, that this guy was like, ah, this wouldn't happen in an American car, yeah. and then you know, twenty feet in front of them, the American car has a problem. Uh, yeah, I, I like the just the, the the simple kind of irony of like it didn't really matter what type of car they were in, or, or you know, the idea that both of them are going to run out eventually because they're, they're both. I, I don't know. Like, there's like a really nice little bit of symbolism here. I I, I did laugh at this as well, where you know. Uh, he's like, go on, go get out and shoot him. He's like, well, I would if I had any shells left. <laughs> this, this is like the most pathetic car chase ever. Like, it ended up just being a stalemate, Brilliant. right? It ended up in yeah. a stalemate, and then by the time they get there, he's already wasted all of his ammo. He's like, I've got no ammo left. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do now? <laughs> I know. Uh, so Martin rams into them. He he walks up and kills the henchman when he gets out of the car, and then he is going to kill Rob, but Rob, and this, I actually loved how this came up this moment where he's just like, oh, there's, uh, yeah, like, she's still alive. And he's like, hmm? <laughs> and for, he's still alive. <laughs> for a split second, I thought, did Damien set him up and talk, he's talking about Janie? Like, and this was going to be like a, a twist. But no, he's like, he's like, I'm not here for, I don't know anything about this. But since you've mentioned it, take me to her because I'm not an awful guy. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, I'm not. He's not that awful. He's not, he's not. He's not that awful. So he he leads them out to this. Uh, this this little air vent sticking out the the desert, and he makes Rob dig. And do you know what? Given how 
Refin likes to draw things out. I was actually really relieved when the montage started of him digging because I th- I really thought we were going to watch him dig, you know, you know, one handful at a time. <laughs> I did too, and you know, I think that this is that is the first major difference between this and Twin Peaks. <laughs> you think Twin Peaks would have made us watch it all? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, we we watched a man clean sweep the floor for about six minutes. <laughs> Yeah, but that 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 was an intentional like. It was riveting. Like he like like Lynch knew we were like sitting going. When's it going? To, when's the thing that this is important going to happen? Know, it's I it's know. just the phone ringing. Like that was a joke on the audience. That's what that was. <laughs> it was. It was. It was brilliant. But I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but sure enough, he eventually gets to like a, a box and turns out there's, there's a there's a woman inside. And. He tries to then stab Martin when he gets a chance, but he, you know, he, he, he shoots him uh, and and kills him. Uh, you know, double taps him when he's down, and you know he tries to. You know, the girl doesn't seem to speak English. Uh, she's Mexican, which you know, I wonder if maybe ties into our Mexican plot lines that we've been we're following. But uh, it could do, yeah. Yeah, um, but Martin tries to like assure that you know he's not there to hurt her. Uh, but she's still kind of freaked out, and she grabs Rob's little knife that he was using and, and, and stabs him one. And stabs him, and he just kind of lies there, like, <sighs> like really, come on, <laughs> come on now. He's like, I'm trying to do a good thing here, and I'm still getting stabbed. <laughs> and she just runs off out of the distance, and that's that's you know pretty much how we end, it, end the episode. It, you know, this one is so focused, and it's you know, it's still a long episode. It's still like seventy six minutes, but so much of it is like just these long, drawn out like scenes with the dialogue, like with all these gaps in between. I mean, that car chase is probably a good ten minutes. Yeah, it, it, this is like I mean, a lot of reference is, is is definitely a mid piece, but this episode especially is the the slow build up to achieving this and you know confirming they are who they are, and I think you know between just just by the way that they they try to recruit him. Like it's very clear to him that like they're definitely doing this. Like you know, the, yeah. the, their entire demeanor is kind of there. Yeah. But like, it's it's all about uh, the build to it. As, as soon as it happens, so suddenly, doesn't it? It's like right, mm. gunshot, bang. You don't even see the gun come out quick enough, almost. I think that goes back into the idea of uh, him blended into a world who's oblivious. The idea that he's different and everyone else is going about doing what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and him just sort of lashing out that way. Uh really good um not not as much for the theme of money in this episode but we do like at the opening scene when he's talking to the kid he does say something like oh it's going to be a dollar like per ass and 50 yeah they're going to charge a, do- a, a, a dollar per ass and 50 for the mouth i'm not sure if i understood what they meant actually to be honest when he said that oh, because- oh. i i assumed you said every guy who comes in that's what we're charging them to use you well, see, no, I thought I, I thought it meant that at first, but then by the end of the scene, it didn't really seem like there was anyone else there. I, it seemed more like, you know, because because I, I thought it was like, oh, we're going to prostitute you out, essentially, um, but then it didn't seem like it was actually. It seemed like it was just no, it was just those three or four in the room who were going to do this. Yeah, I assume it was an on, like it, it was like a, an ongoing thing. It's like this won't be just today. Like this will be going forward. Well, it's so all he's making from this one day. Is let's assume there's four guys. That's four dollars for the ass, and then two dollars for the mouth. So, yeah, he's making six. Is that, is that what you're saying? Pretty much. I I have to imagine they're paid more. 
paying more. Not that I see these people as upstanding citizens who care about their employees or anything, but I just six dollars. Like, how do you? How do you? I get, think that's the point. He's already signed the contract by the time he hears that. I don't. I, I was wondering if it was like no, they're just making this one film, and it was like forget forgive the the graphic nature of this comment, but per thrust. <laughs> So every thrust into the ass was 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 a dollar, which seems like a more reasonable that gets wage. That expensive quite fast, doesn't it? You assume <laughs> between four of them. Sure, yeah, between four. This is a really weird conversation. I can't believe I'm like I just I, I knew this was going to get weird from the opening scene of this show, like this episode. I'm like, God damn it! I, I'm just you know I, I think I think what that opening scene does really well though is that it makes you very quickly feel really bad for this kid. You're really scared he for him. He has no idea what he's gotten into. No. Even though, like you say, it's very clear he's gone along to this office, shall we call it? You know, willingly, right? Yeah. I don't think they coerced him to get there. He's kind of heard it was a thing, and he's gone and gone. Hey, you know, I'm 18 now. Might as well. And then not realized what it actually was entailing. Yeah, um, so no, pretty. Br- and again, it's examples of these re- really awful people, who again like do a really good job of masking it when they're around others. You know, when when Rob's talking to the bartender, you, like she has no idea he's like this. I don't think. No, like, no. You know, not unless it, she also attends the church. Yeah, the the, the neo Nazi church. Um, you know, it's, it, again, it's a show with just despicable characters all over the place, and the little glimmers of like hope and like heroes that you do get, you kind of want to latch onto. And I guess, I mean, the the plot here is ultimately Martin trying to become that. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of it's kind of what Vigo and and what Diane are kind of trying to yeah inspire in him. I guess I, I I think Vigo is probably the most quote unquote good character we've got. Or you know the, the least awful, likable maybe maybe even say you, you might even go that far. <laughs> you might even go as far as likable. <laughs> you might, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think there's some some really awkward uh, going back to like Janie and the idea of being her young and and whatnot. I I do almost wonder if there if there's like a a self reflection thing here where, or at least from us like analyzing it that, like I think you know she's not a bad character per se. But we don't look at her as being an entirely sympathetic character because she's making a lot of mistakes and she's kind of in over her head and, and like choosing to be with Martin and like she doesn't really quite realize what she's getting into. And it kind of, and when we say that, it kind of describes the kid on the couch, right? You know, in the, in these films, yeah. and the idea that okay, he's not he's not doing exactly what they were doing. He's he's not raping her. He's not making films. He's not exploiting her in the same way. But it's still exploitative because of her oh, age. Absolutely. Yeah. And I wonder, like, I think it's intentional for us to see that. I wonder if Martin also is realizing that, or if... yes, I mean, does, does it hit a point in the in the show where he kind of realizes that and stops his relationship with her? Because th- this is the, the the weird hypocrisy is he is kind of everything that he's trying to you know kill, right? Hmm. Yeah. Um. So no, it's an interesting journey, and I. It's stale as your shit. <laughs> like yeah, every step is. of the way, it's stale as your shit. Um, God damn that music! Yeah, music's great as well. I, yeah, it really picks up. Like, see, see that moment when he fires the gun because it's so loud in the mix. Like, you know, like, yeah. like 
I went from thinking I had it at a nice level to like, oh shit, that's maybe too loud. <laughs> uh, no, this is the thing because I know what an average you know setting on my speakers is. I can you know it's on a, yeah. a dial. I know where is normal. And on this show, I always have to crank it up because it's so silent for so long, right? And uh, because there's no sound in the background often, and the characters don't exactly talk loud a lot of the time, so I have to turn it up quite a bit to get it to a comfortable level. And then that comes out of nowhere, and it's like, shit, turn that down a bit. Because, <laughs> you know, it's late, and that was loud as balls. Yeah. I also I think you can also read into the ending a little bit of, like, yeah, he's he's assuring her that, you know, he's, he's not there to hurt her, that he's, he's, he's a friendly. But I think, you know, her not being able to understand his, 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 his language, assumingly, assume, assumedly, assumedly? Assuming? Assuming she can't understand his language, I'll just rephrase the sentence. Um... I think it says something that you know, just through like looking at him, like she senses that he is like a like a bad person, or she senses that he is from the shades of grey part of the world. Like you know, he's from the wild west. Like he's she can't trust him because she recognizes. And to, we've compared this to Drive before, but it reminds me of in Drive where uh, the driver and the you know the, the kid Carrie Mulligan's kid are watching like the cartoon, mm. and it's the shark, and the kid's like talking about the shark and. He's like, oh, well, you know he's bad because he's a shark. And Ryan Gosling says, are there no good sharks? And that's kind of the point of that movie. He's like, you know, is he good? Or, and, he, and he kind of ultimately realizes he can't be around them because, you know, he is still that. And I think that here with Martin is that he is still kind of in the, the, the dark underworld. He's, he's, he's still, still kind of a shark. Yeah. yeah. Um, shark with a heart of gold, maybe. Or at least getting there. <laughs> but still a shark. If, if, uh, if Vigo has his way. If Vigo has his way, um, so yeah, uh, so no, I think that's that's a real interesting beat in the ending there is uh, mm. that she can't just trust them. Like she she sees him as one of them, and she had, she had just see him shoot the guy in the head. And as much as that was the bad guy to her, it's still like no, he's still got a gun. He's still dangerous and looking. And it's pretty ruthless. And again, it was the, the double tap shows how at ease he was with it, with doing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's not a lot coming from, from, from that feels comforting. There's not, you know, <laughs> like... We... No, to be fair, I mean, when he actually tries talking to her at first, it is <laughs> a, as comforting as Miles Teller could be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. I, I kind of want them to remake Whiplash, but with this, this character instead of his character from whiplash just just i want to see how this how martin deals with uh jk simmons in that movie <laughs> like once the, Throw the symbol right back in yeah what was was the chairs like went past his head like i feel like the the bass drum is probably going for yeah, jk's yeah. head um but i no, I, like uh... I, don't, I don't know where those drumsticks are going <laughs> Uh, I think you know exactly where they're going, um. But like, I I just like I I think um, there's just a lot of really good character deconstruction to be done with just the little beats and how they're handled, and then obviously the, obviously the camera work. Like I really like um, I think at one point in the in the bar, uh, there's a there's like a pan all the way from the one side of the bar to the other where they're sitting. Mm as he walks past and it's like a really nice uh again very slow paced shot oh yeah i mean it's it's a cinematic tour de force right you know, yeah the whole show is just like it's gorgeous and you know this episode in particular is, is stands out yeah fascinating to see uh where we go from here because presumably he'll be back in uh in la next episode but 
you know we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll see if uh is this girl who's ran off is she now at the show or does he catch up with her and she's you no know, we have to we deal with her you know is she now a character that we're going to be interacting with or is that her run out the show for good you know we just, we just don't see her again i i suspect the la which one did i say last <laughs> you know that's egged for good we're not gonna okay. see her again yeah that's fair that works that, that completely works um but no i'm excited to get back to vigo and uh what he's up to and you know does martin tell him about any of this he doesn't speak a lot admittedly so <laughs> you know yeah yeah but uh maybe i'll have to when he sees the stab wound uh maybe maybe because that's one of the other things we we're saying how like martin doesn't seem like he can be very comforting but i think one of the things that vigo actually is is that vigo actually does come across as kind of uh more personable when when he he does when yeah. he tries like he's still very stoic but you know, when he was at the uh, the 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 self help meeting um, last episode, and he was talking to the other guys, he did seem kind of a, a lot more comfortable talking to people than than Martin does. Um, yeah, I mean, it might be just an act, right? Yeah. It might not be genuine at all, but he's at least able to put up that front, whereas Martin just isn't yet, at least. Yeah, yeah. So no, that, that's episode five. Um, really really pretty uh slow build of an episode uh and i think keeping it so focused just made it really and that, this is the exciting thing it's like I, the next time reffin makes a movie now i'm like yeah but it's only going to be two hours like this was like a 10 hour 12 hour reffin <laughs> movie ruined it for you <laughs> but uh uh really good uh and again very quiet until the sudden burst of violence really effective uh technique that he uses a lot um so, um, also, was that, I, I couldn't have been the only one who thought of Breaking Bad a little bit when we saw just the uh, the camper van sitting in the desert. Yeah. It wasn't an RV, know. but like I, I just it was hard not to think of Breaking Bad a little sure, bit. and Albuquerque as well. And Albuquerque, yeah, it's Breaking Bad land. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm surprised we didn't drive past a house with a pizza on the roof, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so one, of the, one of the little shots we never talked about that I really liked. Oh, go on. Is um the transitioning uh, as it went into night uh, for the chase? You know, as it went into the slow bit, and you had all the the faces kind of going in and out. Mm. That was so uh, you know ethereal on top of it that again was something you never see anything like that in a in a chase sequence. It kind of just took took the energy out of it in a weird way, um, but it was really interesting. All right. Um... But that is Too Old to Die Young, episode 5. We will be back in a few days' time with episode 6. Uh, so look forward to that. Um, you can let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. Uh, if you want to support the show uh, in other ways, of course, rate the podcast on your podcast app. Um, you know, Apple Podcasts or whatever it is. Uh, but you can support us uh, more so financially if you go to patreon.com slash TV and you can uh, support us for as little as $1 per month, get bonuses exclusive, some early stuff, uh, and you know keep the shows coming. Uh, otherwise, check out other content that we have. Uh, right now we're, we're towards the end of Dark Season 2 from Netflix. Um, we have weekly reviews of Big Little Lies, The Handmaid's Tale, I've been solo reviewing Legion Season 3, uh, so those are, those are all going up. Um, and then obviously coming from Netflix this week is Stranger Things Season 3. So uh, a lot of things happening and it's a very tight, tightly packed TV schedule for the next little while. Yeah. Remember when summer used to be quiet for TV? Yeah, now it's the opposite. We were like really quiet for March, April and then we hit May and it was like, oh, it's starting to creep in now. 
Yeah, and June, just like, okay, we're busy now. Yep, that's how it is. But that's us, so thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla?